Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart with Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. How was everybody's weekend? I hope everyone got some R&R. I certainly did. I had the house to myself all weekend. Juliana was in Kentucky. So it was just me and the brand new puppy that we got. Puppies are great. I love this dog. I'm excited to spend my life with her. But man, a seven-month-old pit bull and an entire house, I just felt like I was chasing after her back and forth the whole time. uh, I think I put some pictures up on the blog timstads.com slash blog if any of you guys want to see her she's adorable her name is alice she's a little tiny pit bull brindle puppy uh she's phenomenal man it's it's been three years or so since i've been without a dog and it just feels so good to have a little critter running around the house again so some big announcements real quick before we get started the Tim Stodd's weekly newsletter is official. It launched its, it's not its its first um, post by any means, but it's certainly the first post in the new format and the new uh, style and, and sort of content base that I'm going after from this point forward. So every Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, you're going to get an email a short, quick, bite-sized email that just has the week's top resources, blogs, podcasts, videos from all the experts in all different types of online marketing fields. I'm consolidating everything, I'm simplifying everything, and we're just going to stick to producing content, repurposing content, teaching lessons, and helping people that are looking to build either a, a business, an online business, or looking to market their business. I'm, I'm getting hyper-focused in this, this lane once again. It's just, it's the content that I enjoy creating the most. I feel that it's an area that I can provide the most value to people because, because I, I, I know what I'm doing and I've, I've been involved and started a few successful companies now and I would love to apply the lessons that I've learned and and find other people who are just getting started, have an idea, don't necessarily know how to go about doing it and I think that there's a real lack of applicable information out there. So much of sort of the online entrepreneurial world is full of people that are just kind of spitting motivational shit and spitting hyperbole and saying, hustle, 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 you can do this, hustle, work harder, work harder. And I just really don't believe in that. I think that there's a lane for an, quote, anti-hustle movement where you actually learn the practical skills, you learn the methodologies you learn the habits, you learn how to build a business. I don't want to say everybody you can do it, work harder, you just don't believe in yourself enough. Sometimes, like most of the time, that's kind of nonsense. It's just inspirational and it's content that people can produce 
because they know it's going to get them kind of a far reach. I'm not looking to go far. I'm looking to dig deep with the people that I work with and looking to really, really apply my skills to help other people. So there's nothing for me to sell. The newsletter's free, the blog posts are free, the videos and the lesson plans and that I'm going to continue to do, it's all going to be free, all the time, forever. But we're certainly going to add some value to people's lives. So, so that's the announcement. Sign up for the weekly newsletter, timstods.com, T-I-M-S-T-O-D-Z.com. It's only going to be valuable information. You have my word on that. So this week... I have an exciting episode, and I have um, something very, very exciting to talk about because it's been a while since I read a book or found something that impacted me in the way that this book has. Within two days, I told you that I spent the weekend basically with a house all to myself, and Juliana had purchased a book called Rework. It was written by the two guys who started Basecamp.com. Uh, forgive me, I don't have the book right in front of me, and I, I really should have this, and I'm sorry, um, but I don't have the author's names, and I, I'll post the names of the authors and their websites in the show notes to, to this post. But anyway, Rework, that's the name of the book, and I'm telling you, it was so phenomenal. I read the entire thing over the course of the weekend. I basically just picked it up and I put it down maybe two or three times, but I I blew right past it. This book was so impressive because I think it spoke to me on a real personal level because it's a real fundamental and the, the subject matter of the content is simple but just so valuable and it skips all of the nonsense that I was just that I was just talking about the businesses that I've built I've built from a real common sense kind of area I've kept them very very lean I've never taken outside money I've never taken in investments from people and I've been really patient in doing so And I just think it felt good for me to find a book and to find a thought process that so closely matched the beliefs that I've always had when it came to to how to grow and how to efficiently manage people and how to effectively make sales and gain new customers. Um, there's so much that like I, I want to say about this book, and I'm, like, it overlapped with my life so much that I'm really not even sure if this podcast is going to be about talking about the book or if it's going to be talking about me and the lessons that I've applied, which really overlapped with the book. So I'll do a little bit of both. I'll do a little bit of both here. The biggest lesson. And the biggest takeaway from the book Rework was really about patience. It was about patience because it was about taking the next right step. 
there's a ton of examples that I can think of. I've done this a few times, certainly. I think in, in my career so far, I've been able to, for the most point, the most part, avoid making impulsive decisions. But I have seen countless times that young businesses have a little bit of success and they don't necessarily know how to handle it. So they think the best thing they could do is branch out or maybe the best thing they can do is start a new department or maybe the best thing they can do is hire a few more people. And that has almost always leaded to a state of kind of overinflation in the company where the company gets too heavy and there's there's too many things to pull and there's too many expenses there's too many people there's too many kind of lines of communication for me the lean is mean mindset was always a much better choice because I had a lot more control over the things that were in front of me and there was less for me to keep track of. So the takeaway, the biggest takeaway, takeaway number one that I got from Rework was certainly about patience. It was about allowing things to naturally come into fruition and to always be working towards getting better, to always be working towards, you know, bringing in new customers or whatever your model is, selling more products or, or growing in one, in one way or another. But in reading Rework, it just was clear that companies sort of need space to breathe. That when something happens, you don't need to necessarily do something about it right away. You can allow for things to marinate and you can allow for to build some space in between whatever the whatever it is that happened and when it is that you actually have to make a decision. Patience is difficult. Being patient is really, really difficult. There's no question about it. But if you can somehow find a way to keep yourself from active impulsing, impulsively, then your chances of growth, I feel, really grow exponentially. So patience, patience was the first lesson, by far. The second takeaway that I took from the book was about productivity. And this really went hand in hand with another book that I read recently that I spoke, to, that I spoke about called The One Thing. And this has just been a whole new philosophy that I've applied basically everywhere in my work and in my life because I'll give you some backstory. When I first started doing this, and I think it was necessary at the time, but when I first started my business, everything was just about the grind. It was just about the grind. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Do more, do more, do more. And I'm not going to say that that type of thinking was not valuable to me because I, I do believe that in putting in those extra hours, I was able to kind of cement myself and protect myself against other competitors in my industry and and really come out on top. I do believe that. I believe that there's a place for, for hard fucking work, 
for sleepless nights and for sacrificing your weekends. I would never say that there's no value in outworking other people. The point that I'm making is in the last couple years especially, I've tried and I think I've successfully implemented a a couple other mind frames where it's less about the 24-7 and it's more about what are you doing in the time that you're working? What is your production level? What is your productivity level? Are you just sitting at the office? Are you just doing busy work? Are you pushing papers around? Are you writing another blog post even though the last four blog posts haven't really gotten a whole lot of traffic? Are you just doing more Instagram posts? Are you creating more videos? That was my thing, right? More content, more content, more content. And I think looking back on it, I just kind of spun around in circles a bunch of times where recently everything that we do has a purpose to it. So if I'm, if I'm going to bother writing a blog post, there's going to be an objective behind it. If I'm going to bother creating this podcast, there's going to be an objective behind it and there's going to be some kind of return that I can measure and that I can quantify if whether the time I spent on this podcast equated in an equal and or greater return. When I read this book, I really, really got the impression and the, what am I trying to say? Those lessons of productivity were just really sinking in. Because it's so common sense that, and it's difficult to do in the moment, but the common sense thinking is if you answered every single email, if you got, if you did every suggestion that was in the suggestion box. If you tried to take advantage of every single opening and you tried to, you know, create products for every single angle and and take advantage of every revenue stream, it would be exhausting and you're probably not going to succeed because there's nothing that you're actually focusing on. So rework really hit that point home. It just hit the point home of what are you doing with the time that you're working? You're, you have a better chance working, really, really working and focusing for four hours a day than you do just going into the office and dicking around and taking meetings and more meetings and, and managing. It's, it's more about the productivity. It's more about the actual end result. And I think a little subset of this productivity lesson was some really great tactics on breaking down your goals on looking at a long-term objective a long-term goal and breaking it down into smaller goals because if there's something that you're looking at that's going to take you a year to finish it's just really really difficult to put all of that into perspective in your mind so the way to do it is to break it down into smaller victories smaller accomplishments benchmarks that you can actually hit and that you can measure and it felt really really good to read that as well because just in my experience over the course of of learning how to be a better operator and a better businessman I've 
I've taken those lessons really into account. I've, I've stopped trying to make such big moves. And every day you try to just improve a little bit. You try to just improve a little bit, a little bit. Because before you know it, a year's gone by. And all of those inches really, really add up to something. And at the beginning of the year, you might have been tied with somebody that you're competing with. Or, you know, you may have been... You might have been about where you felt comfortable, but after you add all of those inches, those little victories of productivity, you're miles ahead of everybody else and also ahead of where you expected to be. And it doesn't take those 18-hour workdays. It really doesn't. That shit's nonsense. And people have to get out of that that way of thinking. And, and part of this podcast and part of my message is going to help especially young people get out of that way of thinking it's fucking toxic like live your lives sleep (laughs) work out take care of your bodies don't spend all your time doing shit that doesn't actually have any kind of productivity or any value behind it and in reading rework i was reassured of those lessons that i had kind of taught myself but wasn't necessarily sure if they were true Finally, I think the third takeaway from rework was just about letting things happen organically. There was a section in culture, there was a section on hiring people, there was a section in customer service, and there was an overlap with those sections where you don't always have to do the next You don't always have to do the biggest and best thing that's right in front of you. In growing your business, in your marketing, everything is marketing, right? So sure, there's a marketing department, but the way you speak to your customers is marketing. The way you write emails is marketing. The way you talk to people about your company in casual conversation is marketing. So this organic, free-thinking approach to marketing and to growing a business was something that really, really resonated with me and that I really appreciated. Because I, I don't believe that this advertising bubble that we have with Facebook and Instagram and, and Google and you know, other social media platforms like maybe Reddit and Twitter and LinkedIn and the real cheap advertising options we have, I don't don't believe that this, quote, attention actually has the value that people think it does. Forcing your message on people, getting out to as many people as possible, sounds cool. It looks cool when you're you know, putting all of your analytics and your metrics in line graphs. It feels cool because you can look at like a viral post and say, wow, this reached a couple million people. But it might not actually be cool because a lot of times in order to have those kind of big advertising budgets, you need to be running your business in the negative. You need to be burning cash. And with rework, the way these guys built their company, the way they built Basecamp was just a completely organic 
growth model. And it's the same model that I've really applied to everything I've done. If it's just you, if you're just starting off, then you're basically doing everything. You're doing everything the best you can. And you're you're never spending more than you're making. Even if you're making 10 bucks a month, but all your work is paying for yourself, you can pay all your bills, like that's a good month in business. It's better to be $10 a month positive than it is to be, you know, $10,000 a month negative, but say that you're quote investing on building something because chances are those investments are going to die. The the statistics prove that those investments die most of the time. Anytime there's like a VC company putting pumping shitloads of cash into a company like that, they're banking on most of their investments failing and on one of their investments hitting it big. That's the way that model works. So the fellows at Basecamp who wrote Rework really um, suggested, strongly suggested to use the business model that I am used to. Where you have an idea, great. Build a product, build a service, build a plan. Go out and get a customer. Find a way to get a customer. Let's say you have a web design agency. You don't need to spend all your money on a huge website and build a Facebook page and create a ton of shit. Maybe you can build a splash page that has some examples of your work and then you you find a way to market your business cheaply because everything is marketing, right? So you send emails to people, you ask people for referrals, maybe you do some work for free for other people to get your name out there. Regardless, it doesn't require a shitload of cash to be pumped into your business to get the word out there. So let's go back to that design agency example. Let's say you you, you, you reach out and you get a client. You get one client and let's say you're charging $200 a month. Great. Well, now you're in the positive $200 a month and you do as good a job as you possibly can for those $200 a month. And then you, you talk to that customer after, you're, after doing your work for two or three months and they're thrilled. Your customer's super happy with your work. She's ecstatic. You go ahead and you ask her, hey, do you have any friends that may need some design. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. Maybe six months later, she'll find a friend. And she was so thrilled with your work that she referred you without even thinking about it. You do that over and over and over again. Within six months, you're making 10 grand a month. And you didn't spend any money. So now, you're 10 grand a month. You have some extra money to put into a website. You have some money to put into marketing. Maybe you can hire a project manager so that you can focus on the design work more. You see how this system works? Do you see how it requires more patience, but the organic growth approach ensures that you have less risk and more of an upside? That's how to start a company in 2018. These huge IPO type companies, it's... It's dying, man. That kind of thinking is really dying. That that shit's a bubble. It's going to pop. Our digital landscape is basically a freelance market. And if you can can put yourself in a position where you continuously make more than you spend after paying your bills, then you're going to be in a great spot. That organic approach model 
made a whole lot of sense to me and it really spoke to me. And out of this entire podcast, I think that that is probably the biggest takeaway that I can give to you that I got from this book. Granted, I paraphrased a lot. I hope that you read the book. The book is called Rework. I'm going to leave a link to it in the show notes of the post. It was phenomenal. I'm all jacked up about it, if you can't tell. Like, this book got me super fired up just because that was the kind of thinking that I had brought in before I had different options that, you know, success had, quote, bought me. And it just felt good to kind of get back into that frame of mind, to get back into that beginner's mentality. And I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to share these lessons with you. That's it for today, everyone. I really appreciate you listening to me. If there's ever anything I can do, feel free to reach out. You can reach me at Tim at Stodzy, T-I-M, at S-T-O-D-Z-Y dot com. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Peace. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.